Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FinnoCific, Texas Hill Country Advisors is not an affiliate of Next. This material is not intended as an offer solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texas Hill Country Advisors are not those of Next. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, the yours truly, Andrew Gay and Gilbert Pies, independent financial advisors right here in Kerrville, Texas, coming to you live from our back office studio to give you some financial news and notes this morning about the financial world uh, and it's inflation day. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit this morning and kind of break down the latest inflation report and what that means for investors. So the uh, the latest inflation reading that came in this morning at 7.30 a.m. our time was for July for the month of July. And the monthly reading actually was at 0.2%. But if you put that over a year-over-year basis and include the latest uh, month being July, uh, that number overall was at 3.2%. So that's the headline number. It actually ticked up from the previous 3% um, in June. And the reason that that is not really that worrisome is because if you look at the top uh, metric there of the four that I'm showing here on the screen, that's that's called core inflation. And that year over year reading came in at 4.7 and actually ticked down by a tenth of a percent from the previous reading in June at 4.8%. And core inflation, if you follow us on here, you know that we talk about it a good bit. Core inflation is represented by this, this same inflation metric, but it is put, it, it takes out food and energy prices, which typically are can be more volatile and they're tied to global commodity markets. So what the Fed is actually watching is really that core inflation rate. Um, and that's the one they would like to see get down to, to their 2% target level there. So that's kind of the latest on the inflation reading. Uh, markets were up initially this morning off the back of some of this. And from a from a positive uh, perspective, if you take July's reading and June's reading of inflation, these were the softest back-to-back monthly readings for inflation in the last two years. So could still be a reason for the Fed to hold steady uh, as far as their interest rate level and not hike again when they meet in September. So um, we, we think that you know, the, the higher for longer rate uh, interest rate narrative is is likely here to stay. Uh, but we do see the, the Fed maybe raising rates one more time before the end of the year. But I don't think that this latest inflation report is a reason for them to change course um, versus uh, the expectations that are out there in the market that they're not going to raise in September. And that will still probably hold true. I don't think this report changes any of that narrative. Gilbert, uh, what do you... What do you got to add to that this morning? Is there anything um, that you're thinking about? I'm happy that uh, core and and headline inflation were not that bad. They were actually pretty good. The market, the stock market anyway, is responding very positively to that. Uh, Dow, the NASDAQ, and the S&P are all up today very nicely, uh, making up for some of the downturn that they had yesterday uh, and and the previous day. Uh, after that report came out about the uh, regional banks having some trouble still. Right. Uh, so that that's good. Um, we also saw uh, treasury yields down across the board yesterday and today. In fact, the 10-year right now is at exactly 4%. So it's dropped off a little bit over the past uh, week and a half. 
We, we needed that. Um, and, and I agree with you. I think that uh, today's report is probably going to mean that the feds are going to skip a rate rise in September and maybe hold off until November to raise yeah. rates again one more time, uh, if at all. It just depends on, on some more of the inflation reports over the next few weeks, especially PCE at the end of the month. That's right. And then, of course, uh, CPI and PCE for uh, September because they should have all those things knocked out but by the time the November meeting comes around. Yeah. So looking forward to it. Excited about it. That's right. Um, and I think that that'll do it for us this morning. I did want to mention one other thing. We did have some conversations about this yesterday, but if you, if you think about inflation and what that means for investors, uh, we talked about yesterday with an associate of ours about inflation being the reason that we invest because uh, and I just talked about this on the lead this morning with Lewis, and I was saying, you know, if you, you know, stash a hundred dollars under your under your mattress, or even if you just you got a hundred dollars this month that you want to save and whatever you're saving for in the future, if prices of things around us did not go up, that's you know the definition of inflation over time, then there wouldn't be a need for that hundred dollars that you want to save today for it to grow uh, to buy something in the future. But because prices of things around us do go up, services and goods in general over over time, there is a need for that $100 that you want to save today, Gilbert, that, that it needs to grow so it can keep up uh, with the pace of the rising prices of things around us. So, uh, you know, if, if you're, it, it's great right now for savers that interest rates are higher and you can go to the bank and maybe get um, there's some meat on the bone to be had as far as what interest rate you can earn, even in just something like a like a savings account. Uh, but if it's not keeping up with the rate of inflation, you're actually kind of going backwards. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about losing um, money. That's uh, right. Safely. So so <laughs> inflation in itself can actually erode your purchasing power of money that you have saved that's not growing to keep pace with with inflation. Um, so that's really that's really what it means for investors. Um, and that's one of the that is the main reason that investors are investors over the long term to let what they are saving grow for them and hopefully keep keep pace and, and possibly even outperform uh, or, or outpace inflation. You yes. anything to yes. add to that? And of course, that means that you have to take a risk in order to get something better than what you can in a savings or checking account or even a cd that's right Uh, but but remember risk there's different kinds of risks um on the one hand if you put your money in a savings account or checking account or or have all your money there and you never take a risk to your principal the risk is you're going to lose money over time because of inflation yeah you lose you lose purchasing power, right? Right. You're taking purchasing power risk. Inflation risk is what another name for it. Um, if you risk your principal, a lot of times you can usually earn a better rate of return over time. And so you you just have to remember that if you think you're not taking any risk, quote unquote, by putting it in a bank account, you're, you're really not looking at it correctly because you are taking a risk. You're taking inflation risk there, right. purchasing power risk. Uh, it's just a different kind of risk. Uh, it, it's kind of like driving a car. When when you get in your car, automatically you are taking a risk. What do you do to mitigate those risks? You put on your seatbelt. You drive within the speed limit. You have airbags. Um, you you you're very cautious. You follow traffic laws. Right. But that still doesn't mean that you won't ever get hurt uh, because you have to watch out for other people. And in the investing markets, it's the same thing. You have to watch out for other people and what's going on around you. Otherwise, right. you could get hurt. 
Yeah. Mm. And some of that is, is, is it's kind of like being in the same state of if you're in some kind of situation where you don't even know the right questions to ask. Um, it's really hard to, to move along the uh, learning curve. If you don't even know what questions to ask, it's the same thing. I think in a lot of what we deal with, if you can't even identify the risk, um, or you don't think about it in the right way to really actually identify that risk, you might not even know that you're taking it, right? Right? Because you might be stashing stuff that, you know, if it's something that's going to be used for retirement or something that's way down the road for you and you're earning, yeah, you're earning like, let's say 4% right now on a savings account, that's great. But if inflation's, you know, it's six and a half percent on an annual basis, you're actually losing some of that. So without understanding some of that and access to some of that information, you wouldn't even know that you're taking that risk. Right. right? You're, you're trading one risk for another. And and which one's better? I don't know. It depends on who you are and what you're doing and how long you have. So uh, that, that's why if you're not sure, you talk to a financial advisor, that's whether right. it's me or Andrew or somebody else. And please talk to a licensed financial uh, uh, representative or professional, <laughs> not, not your, TikTok. you know, not your cousin, not TikTok, not the family <laughs> relative at the uh, family get togethers that wants to talk about crypto or the latest trend or the latest financial headline or politics and tie that there into financial. Start with an advisor. Um, and we know two great ones right here that would love to talk to you if you have questions about that. Uh, real quick, I wanted to do a quick plug for the Community Foundation. Um, I don't know if it, I believe it was open to the public. It's it's probably a little late to register if they wanted you to register, but I just wanted to mention that we're going to a presentation for them that it revolves around creating a legacy, which is right up the alley of what you and I do. Gilbert, you even had a recent conversation with some people we ran into at the Business Expo about, um, mm -hmm. I don't think that they had any designated heirs. Um, they were, it was kind of up in the air about what they were going to do with the assets that they were potentially going to leave behind um, and and what impact that was going to have. And one of the things that uh, we talk to clients about as an option sometimes, if it fits their situation, is leaving it to something like some kind of community foundation or something like that that can help manage those assets uh, for the cause that you would like after you're, you're gone. And uh, so we're looking forward to to that and of course you're you're on the board there so yes. and we know some of those folks and have known them for a while so we're really excited about that i think that's a great topic once again same concept that we were just talking about if you don't even know that that's an option or a thing uh you know it's really hard to identify that as an issue that needs to be talked about and navigated if you're not really having those conversations you're not even really aware that that's a thing right right all right, guys, that will do it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, interact with us, share our content. Helps other people find the show. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Most weekdays, the stock market is open. And all places you can find podcasts, including Spotify. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your Friday, Junior. We'll catch you back here tomorrow morning.